0: Hello and welcome to Put a Cork in It, hosted by yours truly, Monica Toby, who has zero credibility in the podcast world, but is trying to make it big. This podcast was created for unfiltered conversation, which always leads to cringy comments, sound advice, and obviously a lot of laughter. So come along for the ride and listen to a podcast that will leave you in a better mood than when you started. Welcome, everyone, to another amazing episode of Put a Cork in It. If you have never listened before, we are so excited to have you here. Um, And please follow us at Put A Cork In It Official on Instagram right now. Honestly, multitask, X out of whatever app you're using, and go ahead and follow us right now. It'll be that simple and easy. But I'm just really excited to be back. It is amazing weather in Raleigh, North Carolina right now, and it feels like summer. It's awesome. But my pale skin is getting burnt even if I'm in the sun for like one minute. So we'll have an update on that for you guys later on. Um, As you can see, there's no hee-hee or ha-ha in the background from Austin. He is not here this week because he had way too much with work. As you guys know, he's a busy man. And so he'll be back with us, but luckily you get me. So today, this has been a long awaited podcast is how I would describe it. With one of my best friends since 2017, and anywho, yeah. So today we are having on Riley Nor, which is technically her night because she is in an undisclosed location right now and is six hours ahead. So it's currently nighttime for her, and she's really thriving right now. Um, how are you doing right now?
1: I mean, you said it, I'm thriving right now. It is, it is pitch black outside. I am an undisclosed location, but you know, things are good.
0: That's all you need to know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah. So let's just walk everyone through like a quick one minute recap of our friendship. So Riley and I met on a classic crew summer mission, and this was one that was super committal. It was the whole summer, all of Mm. Some of May, all of June, all of July, and most of August. It was very long. Mm -hmm. And it was literally the best. And what's interesting is that Riley went to Northwestern, go cats. And when all the Northwestern people rolled in two weeks late, because they're on a different system of school, they're on quarters, and the rest of us are normal and on semesters. um, They, I just remember this moment. I was hanging out on the beach by myself. And my mentor for the summer was from Northwestern. And all of a sudden she's like, Monica, come over here. Because she had, you know, we'd built a relationship. And I looked over and she's just sitting with all these students who had never seen. I'm like, oh my gosh, these are the Northwestern people. They're going to be really smart. Like, I am so anxious right now. So I walk over, introduce myself. And genuinely, I felt the vibe with Riley that we were going to be friends because it's not that anybody was cold or mean, but her and I just kind of started having this banter almost immediately. And I was like, oh my goodness, thank God, literally that this girl is normal and maybe like we'll be friends, you know? (laughs) Little did I know that that would turn into us literally being best friends and spending so much time together that summer when we weren't working our, you know, amazing jobs. And I don't know, is there anything else I missed into just a little peekaboo into
1: our friendship I know seriously no I think that was a good that was a good peekaboo into our friendship um yeah it was it was vibing from the start I feel like I I have no idea what we talked about at the beach um but I do remember (laughs) that very vividly and um yeah I I think you know could have talked about anything and then I think we got sushi afterwards or some kind of dinner afterwards you know just to seal the deal
0: we got some type of Asian food and it was delicious
1: yeah it was delicious that was good
0: yeah that was a good time so anyway mm. this summer it will be four years that we've known each other but it feels much longer than wow that.
1: it really does it really does um yeah no I, I appreciate that uh, that intro there mom that was that was that was very kind it's it's a it's a great honor and a privilege to be on the cast with you I agree it's been a long time coming I'm excited to be here I feel like you've had some great some great guests, so I feel quite honored to be, to be part of the, part of the Photocorkedit fam.
0: Wow, thank you. Riley is one of the most, I would say there's top three fans, and I won't list them, but Riley <laughs> is one of the top three fans of the entire, I'm gonna go ahead and say franchise, because whatever, I'll fly, wow, yeah. mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it just feels right to have you here, because you're just so loyal, and sometimes I feel like Riley cares about the podcast more than I do, so that's good. Um, <laughs> So basically, also, this is just something I feel like I have to say. I left my laptop in Ocean City, which is where we were at for the summer mission in um, New Jersey. And I literally left my laptop there. How did I realize I didn't have it? Unsure. And Riley had to find my laptop, first of all, and then ship it to me. And it was so ridiculous. So she's also a loyal friend for that. So thank you, you know?
1: Of course, anytime. I don't think I'd ever been to UPS before that or had to ship anything before that. So that was a good, like, first step into adulthood of figuring out how to ship something via UPS. But yeah, I made it back safe. Everything was good.
0: So it worked out. That makes me a little anxious thinking about having to ship a laptop. So thank you for taking that step of faith. <laughs> um, okay. So today, the topic is simply put, peaked in high school. And I think that phrase might be triggering for some people, genuinely. So if you are feeling afraid or, you know, feeling like you're about to be so sad, reminiscing on your times of high school, then, you know, keep on being with us right now because you're talking to two people who really enjoyed high school and had a positive experience, and I would say from the outside looking in, we're very successful in high school. Now, Mm -hmm. if you're on the opposite end, and you're like, high school freaking sucked, I can't relate, blah, 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 I think this will also be really good for you to listen to, because we are about to humble our high school selves, um, and share with you some things that I think will be encouraging to those who did not enjoy high school, and just kind of giving this outside perspective of Things seemed good, but they actually weren't, and all of these things. So both parties, stick with us. We're about to get into the nitty gritty. So as we usually do on the podcast, we like to start simple and define what we're going to talk about before we actually get into it. So I think for me, it peaked in high school. I think of my physical self and just how I was probably looking my best physically, that's like the first thing that comes to mind is like definitely peaked there. And I think I can say that and feel confident in that. Now, sometimes I think I also peaked socially um, Mm. and I think I'm starting to let that piece of it go. So I think there's two different ways to look at it. You got socially and you got physically. Is there another dynamic that you think we could also define here, Riley?
1: Oh gosh um no I feel like I've, I mean I feel like I've thought about this I feel like most of most of my thoughts probably fall under the socially category for sure I think like I think when I also think about peaking I think, not to get literal with the you know the word peak um but it would mean that there is a it is the high point which means that there's a low point on either side Yes. and I think I've thought about like yeah, it means we we rose to that point, and if we peaked like it already happened, means we'd probably fall down from that point. <laughs> um, so yeah, but I, I like your I like your assessment there. I think it has a lot to do with you know just being cool in high school for sure.
0: Yeah, that's really um, good. Yeah. Yeah, I like the peak analogy, and I like that you explain that because I think that does help me to say more honestly where I think I actually peaked and where I think people just throw that expression around and it can actually be really mm-hmm. hurtful and dangerous mm-hmm. and I think I always joked around about it and it was kind of discouraging but I in college I was very much like oh I for sure peaked in high school Blah blah blah. <laughs> and then my one friend Anna who's been on the podcast before was like I don't think you should say that and I think mm-hmm. that's like not okay and she also was like with all your stories you share from high school, I don't think I would have been your friend in high school. So when you say that, it's kind of discouraging to me too. And I'm like, okay, yep, yep, wow, yep. we're really diving into some deep stuff already. So yep. I think let's start with what we know is not the most significant thing. And then we'll kind of get into the other things, but I think let's start with our physical appearance. Um, to start there, that's the least important thing about us, but it's a great place to start. So I would say for me, I was a cheerleader, and if you want to call that an athlete, I don't really care, you take your pick, Um, but I did the competitive team for my school and did basketball and football seasons, I was practicing all the time was a very competitive cheer program so you really had to be able to do a bunch of cool flips and things mm-hmm. so you couldn't be just like joshing around not being like fit like you had to have some type of strength to be able to keep up mm-hmm. with the program so physically I was probably in the best shape of my life because I was always going to practices I could eat whatever I wanted it didn't matter because you were constantly burning calories and like your metabolism is mm-hmm. insane and mm-hmm. I think when I came to college, everyone always forgets to tell you that if you played a sport or multiple sports, and then you go to nothing and you either eat the same or eat worse, like you're definitely screwed. And so I think I experienced that because I just thought nothing would happen. And I definitely Mm -hmm. noticed changes in how I looked in photos and Definitely went through phases of honestly being really sad when I would look back at pictures from high school and be like, wow, why can't I look like that? Um, this must be why, oh my gosh, so many things. This is why, this must be why people don't want to be my friend. People don't want to date me, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's why my social life was so good in, or in high school because mm-hmm. I was like really fit, whatever. And so I think that's been something recently that I would say sure i'd say i did peak in my physical appearance in high school but i don't really care i guess is where i'm at with that but i would love Mm -hmm. to know your experience with sports and college and all of that
1: yeah 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 no i i feel like i can resonate with a lot of what you just said i I feel like when i when i think about my own peak in high school i think very specifically about peaking my sophomore year um i i moved yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know what it was about tenth grade, but that was that was the time. Um I I moved high schools actually from um a really large high school to a smaller high school. And so it was kind of like little fish, big pond to the other way around. Um and between those years lost a lot of weight and just changed a lot about like my um appearance I look back and it was not the healthiest thing ever but that's that was reality so I think came into sophomore year um, the smallest you know proportionally relatively speaking as I had ever been um, and then I think to my sophomore year when I switched high schools I started playing uh, three sports um, and so that I resonate with what you're saying too there of like yeah I think you know having two-hour practice you know every day whether it was not okay I played golf ice hockey and softball now golf is not exactly the most you know physically strenuous (laughs) sport but we walked a lot so that (laughs) helped (laughs) um but yeah no I think I agree you know whether it be lifting or you know conditioning stuff and just having yeah a lot more consistent um physical training physical you know workout stuff yeah I think would agree that I peaked in that regard specifically sophomore year and I think I think I I appreciate what you said too about pictures and I think have even still found that really difficult of like even wrestling with myself of like don't look back on pictures and you know what could have been you know just kind of leave that in the past and um you know moving forward but yeah I think the pictures thing is is real there as well
0: yeah the pictures thing can be honestly just super destructive and I think (laughs) And I I do say this with a very serious tone of, like, I think there is a balance between recognizing that you've, like, maybe gained weight or lost weight from looking at photos, but I also Mm -hmm. think there is something to be said, and I'm not making an excuse for myself or anyone, but there is something to be said when you're a woman that you just don't look like you did when you were a freshman in high school, like, yeah. that's just like not realistic and I do realize that some people do look the exact same like that is true (laughs) but I think for majority of women there's a lot of changes that happen and you're kind of like wow I wish I was just like the boyish figure I was when I was in like eighth grade but that's just not where we're at um I think that's important to recognize if you're a woman listening to this like there is definitely that component and it would be weird if you look the same Um, so Mm -hmm. it's okay if you don't and if you're a dude I also watched a lot of people that I knew from high school play really competitive sports and their bodies completely changed and Mm -hmm. it happens for guys too and it's just no one talks about it and that's kind of why I wanted to bring it up of like no one wants to share that yeah through this obvious change you know what I'm saying
1: absolutely absolutely well and I think too like I think remembering too that even when I look at pictures, I'm like, wow, I, you know, looked so much better, X, y, or Z. I think remembering, like, I was still so hard on myself then, and this is taking yes. a we'll bring it back to so what we're talking about, but I think remembering, like, man, I felt the same about myself then, and, like, I was still so hard on myself, and I, like, still have those thoughts now, and so I think just the disconnect there of, like, man, even when I had it all, I still was not pleased with it, so. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's important to recognize, too, and I think that's true for, for guys and girls as well.
0: That's so, I was literally thinking the same thing. I definitely had those Mm -hmm. thoughts as well. And that's where I think you and I have had a lot of conversations about this, of even if I lost this amount of weight, or even Mm -hmm. if I could fit into this stress from whatever year, it's like, I would still be in this mindset of like, well, I just need to be smaller. Like this still needs to be better. Like it's never enough. And obviously that points to us both having, a mutual faith in Jesus and it's like it's not supposed mm-hmm. to be enough like those things yeah. are not supposed to be what makes you satisfied like it's literally Absolutely. only God and so mm-hmm. it shouldn't be surprising and so I think it's mm-hmm. good to think of it that way of okay I should I should want to be healthy period mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. even if I got to what I deem as like the best figure or if I'm on Instagram and I'm like holy crap how do girls look like this yeah. you know that those girls are still like oh I wish this was different about me yeah and so yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah and I think this does relate to men and if you're a dude and you're like I really need to get out of this we are going to be transitioning <laughs> shortly <so they're> <laughs> with us. um but Hold yeah tight. that was that was a really good point of mm. it's never satisfying enough and your mindset yeah. was still the same in high school that's really important to think yeah um, yeah. yeah for sure And do you feel like the people, like, in college, do you think you ever talk to people about this whole concept of, like, wow, I just look so different, or sometimes this is hard, like, did you ever have a conversation, like, we're having now with people in college, or was that kind of taboo, hope no one brings it up type thing?
1: Yeah, I do think, I I think it's one of those things that's really, uh, it's really hard to talk about, I think, like, I think the reason why we have been able to talk so freely about it is because we can relate in that regard. And I don't say that to, to mean that like, no one that I knew in college would, would be able to, you know, relate to my struggle. What was me? I'm the only one in the world by any means. But I do think it's one of those things where not everyone has the same experience. And kind of what you were saying too, is like, some people haven't, like their physicality has not changed since high school. Um, and they wouldn't be able to like fully understand kind of right. what what we're talking about. So I do think I don't know that I had, like, an abundance of conversations about this, Um, but, like, with the people that did get it and kind of, you know, like you and, and like, others, it was, like, okay, this is, this is freeing to be able to acknowledge this and and be able to talk about it, so.
0: Yeah, that's super fair, and I think some people don't care. Like, there's also the group of people who are, like, I for sure look different, and I generally don't give a crap, so we also have those people, too, that we can think about, but I agree. I think it was a sweet gift to meet Riley at the time that I did because that was when after my freshman year that's when I was really realizing a lot of these feelings I was having and struggling and Riley was the same way and she really enjoyed high school and we got to talk about all these like fun things that happened and I remember we like told the same girl I was talking about earlier the mentor on the beach she her name's Lauren, and we, Riley and I walked up to her, and we were like, so we're gonna try to do this eating plan, and like, blah, 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 and like, we're really gonna do it, and this is like, oh my gosh, let just just set the scene, no one was eating healthy in the oh. city, and to the people who were, you know who you are, and no one was joining you, it was yeah. like, literally so separate, it's not even funny, these people live in a separate house, the people who are eating, yeah, yeah. I can't even express yeah. how it was yeah. separate. But anyway, so everyone was eating like crap. You were literally eating four <laughs> meals a day and none of them were good for you. And so like one
1: meal with french fries every single day So how it went. Yeah, Yes. Yeah. And
0: like breakfast was literally Pop Tarts. Like it was just insane. <laughs> and so I'm not saying you couldn't eat healthy, but it would have taken a lot of self control and a lot of going out exactly. of your way to make it happen. So mm. we didn't know that at the time so lauren just no. kind of looked back at us when we shared this you know, <laughs> diet plan with her and she was like lol good luck with that um yeah. I think the opposite's gonna happen to you like i don't think you're <laughs> gonna lose weight i think you're probably gonna gain weight and that's okay and that's definitely what happened 110 yeah. um and to be honest i wouldn't trade it for the world if i could go back mm-hmm. i would not have decided to diet or be really restricting because the food really was a bonding thing and sure Mm -hmm. do I wish I wouldn't have eaten as many horrible things for my health yes but (laughs) yeah literally the walk to the convenience store that had all the amazing food wah-wah if you're familiar You had either really serious conversations, you either flirted with the guy you kind of liked, you laughed till you cried. Like it was the best stuff that happened there. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it it comes with Mm -hmm. a price and that's okay. Um, But anyway, that's my nostalgia. um, So kind of transitioning to socially or just like your personal beliefs or your self-esteem, self-confidence kind of separate from your physical appearance but just your acceptance of who you are as a person so we can put that all under the banner of social for simplicity's sake and looking at Mm -hmm. the social aspect of peaking (laughs) if we're still using that word tell me (laughs) kind of how you were socially in high school
1: yeah yeah i think um yeah, I feel like I've thought about this. Mom, I've been thinking about this this, you know, peaking in high school for, for ever since you told me. So I'm, you know, I'm I'm excited to talk about this. I think I think the best way I can describe it is um that high school and I think being cool in high school or being liked or approved of in high school is a game. Mm. And if you play the game right, you win. Um and I think there's different things, you know, that you can get you can score points on or you know whatever if we're, we're, we're taking this game a game analogy all the way um, but I think there were different things you know I think sports was a big thing besides the like uh, physical side I do think sports was um, at, at a young age was a chance to know older older kids and when you were older it was a chance to have like kids that looked up to you Um, you know influence authority power whatever you want to call it I think the other thing too like in high school for so the high school that I graduated from was a big hockey high school that the, the high school that I went to my freshman year everyone went to the football games for my, the rest of my high school career everyone went to the hockey games and so like if you played hockey or it was a big lacrosse school too like I think those were you know things where it was like okay yeah you were already seen as cool um just by the people that you hang out with um yeah I think I think other things in that, and, and there's there's there's, there's good and bad to all these things. You know, I don't want to suggest that all of this is, um, terrible, but I, yeah, but, you know, kind of contributes to the, to the game, if you will. I think the two, the two big things in the game were, um, partying and, and substance use, um, and boys, um, you know, or, or the opposite sex or romantic relationships in general. Um, I think those were the two big categories of, you know, kind of, Uh, doing well at the game if you could attract attention of boys if you had a boyfriend if you you know yeah um, went to parties you know were included in those things if you could hang you know if if people thought you were cool around there it was like okay Yeah. yeah then you have you've done it and I think in those things it's like I think particularly when I look back and think of like when I was in it I thought I was soaring you know it was like I was high on life living the best i had ever like in the moment i was like man this is awesome there's nothing that can be better than this people think i'm cool i'll just keep doing this even though like just beneath the surface it was like man this is this is not sustainable this is not gonna this is not gonna end well um, but i think in the moment it was like this is this is great um so i don't know there's a lot there's a lot there I'm, I'm kind of all over the place but i think when i think that socially i think those are um kind of influence partying and boys yeah being your your main your big three I don't know if you have others to add in that regard or, or your thoughts on my those, gosh but.
0: I think that is so huge and I think <laughs> I'm genuinely so confused as to how I was considered a well-known per- well-known person in my high school and did not participate in the partying one of the mm. two because I do think mm-hmm. that's very bizarre that I was still accepted as someone that mm-hmm. the popular people liked. And I cheered with a lot of people who that was their lifestyle and like that was their choice. And it was never a judgy thing, but like we were mm-hmm. close friends and we had completely different social lives and they knew that I was following the Lord. And for context, Riley was not following the Lord in, co- or in high mm-hmm. school. So there's a difference there in terms of like what situations you were willing to put yourself in and what ones I wasn't. So I think part of it was like, people knew I wouldn't go if I was invited. So I didn't get invited. And it was just kind of that separation. Mm -hmm. Um, But in terms of the male situation, I think that for a (laughs) long time, I thought that sophomore year was like my best year of my life. Totally like Whether that was like how I looked physically, socially, because I had a boyfriend for a significant ish Mm -hmm. amount of time at that point. Mm -hmm. And in Mm -hmm. college, I always struggled for a while of like not having a relationship and feeling like boys didn't like me or weren't attracted to me and those things. And so that was, I think, a huge thing of what made me feel like I peaked in high school is because I had that. And that was easy in high school. I didn't feel like ever insecure really about that um, because I had a boyfriend and it was like not a good relationship, like period. But from the outside, it looked so good. It was the whole, it was the whole cheerleader basketball player situation for One Tree Hill fans. It was the total package in that situation. And so And everyone loved him and he is and was a nice person. And so it's like, from the outside, I would convince myself it was fine, but like so many ugly things on the inside of that. And I think I struggled for a long time to accept that just having a boyfriend did not mean that I was thriving relationally with people. Yeah, yeah. And I think also my friendships in high school, a lot of them were not super deep. A lot of them were shallow. Um, And I think I always really longed for a friend in high school that was following the Lord similar to me in a way that like Mm -hmm. we were at the same level, but also someone that I enjoyed being friends with. And I think I would Mm -hmm. find people who I enjoyed being friends with that weren't Christians Or I'd find people who were Christians, but like, we didn't click on certain levels to be really close. So basically what I'm hinting at here is for a while, I convinced myself that my social peak was high school. And now Mm -hmm. that I am 23 years in, I would say my social peak is like exactly where I'm at now. And I think socially, I'm hopefully just going to keep going up from here because of the ways that God continues to bride provide friendships for me and I I feel like I could see you feeling that way too of maybe Ocean City felt like oh this is the last time I'm really gonna make a bunch of new friends who are quality (laughs) and then the next year you're like meeting all these awesome people and you're like holy crap do I have enough space in my life for being deep friends with all these people you know so yeah yeah I think it was very much a game and I definitely was winning the game in high school Um, and then when I actually started taking my faith super seriously in college, I really started to realize that, no, maybe I won that game, but the game I actually wanted to play, which is pursuing relationship with Christ, um, cannot be won first of all. And so, yeah, just like, yeah, that was really what you said, the whole game analogy, feels really fair and do you feel like you had that same thing of like from the outside looking in everyone have, everyone would have been like oh my gosh Riley is just like thriving right now like she's genuinely the girl that just has her life together
1: yeah 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 for sure I think I mean I was I, I was I was well liked I feel like uh other like like friends like me people in other grades like me parents like me teachers like me I feel yeah. like it was like oh yeah, yeah Riley all, this all together and I think though. Um, you know, I, my senior year was pretty rough and I feel like kind of started the decline, if you will, from, from the peak, if we're, talking, if we're talking about there being a low point. I think we um, just, just carry this analogy all the way through. Um, yeah, I, I think my, my senior year was rough. And I think, I mean, I, I agree with what you said of, of you know kind of having this realization in college. And I think for me, it was getting to college, being so tired from trying so hard to, uh, win the game. And I, and I, and I was winning the game, so to speak, but I think I also realized that like, this is a game that a doesn't end ever, like it will not end and B it's not winnable, you know? And I think, especially when I think about things that don't end, it was like, okay, so high school's done, but you get to college and it's like, now there's a whole nother set of things you can do, you know, like whether in in high school, it was, you know, do you have a boyfriend? Are you the captain of your, you know, team? Are you the president of your class? Are you, like like you speak like you have speaking opportunities are you getting into a good college and then you get to college and it's the same thing over again you know like can you um do you do you party in the dorms you know do you are you um I think for me it was like yes I I was partying in the dorms and I was an engineering student and people thought I was smart and um you know I did rush a sorority and and want to continue to kind of stay on top and I think I I had this realization of like okay this is just going to keep going on forever and it's never going to going to satisfy, and I think, um, yeah, I mean, you hinted at it already, but I think learned of a relationship with God for the first time in college, and I think, especially, I don't know that I would have been able to articulate it then of what I thought was different about Jesus, but I think especially when I look back, it's like, okay, no wonder you can't win that game, because, I mean, you said it too, like, and, you, know, you know, none of those things are going to satisfy, uh, none of those things are going to leave you uh, fulfilled whereas jesus literally says he you know offers us abundant life for eternity which is like the opposite of the game <laughs> <laughs> you're um, right it is the you know, opposite yeah, yeah so i think i think i feel i think i think talking about peaking hearts when it was funny you know when i was i told a couple of friends that i was gonna be on the cast because mom this is like a bucket list item for me this is a big deal oh my gosh. Um, gosh. they were they were like well, oh, you didn't peak in high school you weren't a believer I was like yeah yeah of course I know and and I think it's one of those funny things where I talk about it we talk about it like joking but I do think kind of even under the service it's like okay yeah but there's some realities there that it's like yeah high school was fun but you know the Lord has grown us so much and brought us yeah. to a place that is so much better and um yeah so sorry to hop on my uh sermon train there but I just had to I had to say that
0: Oh, do not apologize. People are literally <laughs> quaking right now with the wisdom that just came out. Um, I, think, I think it has and continues to be a destructive phrase in my life when I believe in mm-hmm. it. And I think mm-hmm. the way to not have it feel that way is to talk about it with people like you who get it because mm-hmm. the reality is it's not helpful to talk about it with people who don't get it. Because they mm-hmm. can easily be like, Yeah, you did peak in high school. Or they're like, What does that even mean? So like people yeah, yeah. you talk to and process need to understand. Don't talk to like your grandma about it because she'll probably be like, Yeah, you are 20 pounds lighter and blah blah, you know, like probably is what she's gonna say because that's just grandma's, you know. Right. But right. um I think <laughs> I think what you said is so good. Like it's not by accident that that there's just such a polarizing thing of following Jesus is all that will satisfy you. And then what the world says is like, keep doing this, keep doing this. Oh, Mm -hmm. if that didn't get you, then do this. Like it's a big selling game. Um, And neither Riley or I are talking like we have completely arrived and that we don't fall (laughs) into the trap of comparison and wishing you were something else and constantly looking at the next thing. But I think we are always fighting for this whole idea of being in this world, but not being of the world and falling for the schemes of the world. And I think that's really hard. And you genuinely can't do it without encouragement. And I need people in my life to say what Riley's friends said and be like, you didn't peak in high school. Like, yes, you had a great experience, but that wasn't where you like peaked because we aren't going to peak until we meet jesus face to face in heaven like that's the only way <laughs> to be done you know so yeah and if you're sitting here that's listening good. to this podcast and you're like i don't have a faith in christ or like i thought i did but what you're talking about is very different than what i thought i think really reflect and ask yourself if you're finding joy in the things of this world whether that is social Mm. media, losing weight, your sports team, what college you're going to, et cetera. And if those are the things that you genuinely keep thinking about and thinking that will eventually make you arrive in life, you will constantly be disappointed. In fact, you will Mm. still be disappointed if you are able to see the the way that Jesus is the ultimate win, like there will still be disappointments when you don't arrive mm-hmm. in ways you thought you would. That still exists, mm-hmm. but man, mm-hmm. is it cool to have a backup where you're like, okay, I didn't get this job I wanted, and that sucks, but at least I still am solid in my relationship with God. Like I'm okay as long as I have that, you know? Yeah,
1: um, yeah for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I think I don't even like. I, I think backup and, and even more than that, like a, a foundation, you know, and I think like reality is like, um, you know, all those things. I mean, I, I've learned this year that I, I really like analogies. So I apologize that these analogies are really not helpful, but I, I, I think, thinking the of it as like, yeah, thinking of it as like, if you're leaning on, if you're leaning on something that is going to break or leaning on something that is not even there you know like these things of the world that we're talking about like the game you know where it's like you're never gonna win this game it's gonna break you're gonna fall um i think that like those things are still gonna happen of like those disappointments but it's like when that's not what you're leaning on and you're actually leaning on the lord and who you can actually trust and who's gonna you know like you said he is the peaks when we see him face to face so yeah i I think i think wanted to affirm what you just said because i really like that i think yeah
0: Yeah, that was like. Yeah, I'm glad you said foundation because I think when I said Mm. at least I have a relationship, (laughs) like whoa, it's like that's so not even what I deserve, but I have it, and that's like the best thing ever. So I'm glad you said that. Like that is such like a catch-all for sure. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something I think is interesting is that do you feel like you could have. I think you really could have repeated your high school experience in college. Like for you, you had everything going that direction again in college. Like you had the sorority, you had the connections, you had the major. um, You were going to a really prestigious school. Like there was a lot of things. (laughs) And I think that's important to capitalize, not because I'm having Riley's flexes just out there, but (laughs) Because this, (laughs) like Riley, genuinely had so much going for her in those capacities, and you notice that she still was like, "But this is up like running a rat race. Like this is what I was doing before. Like, what what's different? Like, does this get any better?" Mm -hmm. And I just think that's significant because some people I think could make the argument of, "Well, you guys had such a good high school experience and blah 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 like." you don't get it. It's like, Mm -hmm. no, it's also really hard to still feel unsatisfied when you have everything going for you. And you're Mm -hmm. like, what the heck am I missing? You know, Mm -hmm. like, I'm sure that was a very weird experience for you to feel like, well, aren't I supposed to feel good right now? You know?
1: Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I agree 100%. I think what something that, that is, um when I so when I was a senior again senior year was rough. um I and before I, I knew the Lord um I spoke at a Christmas event um on joy and I like explicitly said um you know I know what happiness is but I don't know what joy is and what I meant in that was like I know what bleeding surface level gratification is, but there's nothing there's nothing deeper than that for me. I have not experienced something deeper, and I think it's cool to even like look back on that. And that was that was uh, just over a year before I came to know the Lord. And it's like, man, the fact that I could acknowledge that as a senior in high school of like, yeah, I had, I had it I had it made like, I, and I could have kept going, you know, by the the standards of the world. And I don't say that I don't say that by any means to be like, you know. Uh, flex on myself, or, you know, say, I, you know, I, I don't, I truly, and I, I just said that I had it made, so that's the most boastful thing to say, but I truly <laughs> have to say it from, a, from a, from an objective standpoint of, like, from an outside looking in perspective, it was, like, yeah, I mean, I had, I had what I was supposed to have, um, and I still had, I didn't have joy, um, and so I agree, I think it was, like, kind of realizing that, and, I mean, praise the Lord for how he did work in my life, and Um, you know place people in my life um, to point me to him because I don't know where I'd be right now apart from that certainly wouldn't be an undisclosed location talking to you right now
0: (laughs) certainly not certainly not certainly not that that was really well said Riley and I do think the have it made feeling always feels like it will satisfy when you're trying to get there And when you see other people you think have it made and you're like, Oh, if I can just get to that level, like I'll feel the same way. Versus when you actually kind of look around you're like, I kind of have that in a way and Mm -hmm. I'm still not feeling it, you know? And Mm -hmm. yeah. And I, it's just crazy to think about all the people who I still struggle to be like, Oh my gosh, they have it all together. Like, they have everything I could ever want. Whether that's a celebrity or whether that's someone I know that lives down the road, like I really have to take those thoughts and be like, no, like first of all, I'm right where I'm supposed to be or else I'd be somewhere different. And that person is having those thoughts about somebody else. And that's not to make myself feel better. That's just reality. And that's like, I'll never forget when someone said, when you walk into a room and you're so concerned about how you look, literally no one's looking at you because everybody else is too concerned with themselves. And I think that's the same thing with this whole reaching this pinnacle that no one actually Mm -hmm. knows what it is, but we all feel like we have this internal want for it. And that is purposeful. But we were all created with a want for this thing that'll just make us so full. And Mm -hmm. that thing is Jesus Mm-hmm. but you have to choose for that mm-hmm. to be that thing yeah and in the meantime we'll just feeling be filling that hole with a bunch of puzzle pieces that don't fit and that we've both run mm-hmm. that race in different capacities and made mistakes and I look back at that though and I wouldn't trade it for the world because those things led me to yeah. be like okay yeah. now I've realized that this crap just is not worth it and doesn't compare to what i'm finding in jesus
1: um yeah so i mean you know thebes my little sister she's 10 years younger than me um 13 years old uh 13 going on 30 for sure she's so old now truly um and yeah she's in seventh grade which means she's two years from high school and i think i think it's been funny to think about my own experience and I mean, I agree with what you just said of like, not wanting to, I, I wouldn't trade it for the world because I think the Lord used it in such mighty ways to bring me to himself. But I also, it, I feel really conflicted of like, do I let Phoebe, of course I'm gonna let Phoebe do whatever she wants. Do I um, tell her, you know, what uh, uh, what I would have done differently or like tell her how it affects, like, do, do I in like, as her older sister give her advice on how to do things differently or do I just let it run its course and trust trust the Lord and I think it's probably some combination of both um but she would probably be mortified that I'm talking about her on the cast right now but um no she'd be she'd, she'd be good <laughs> uh, but yeah I, th- I mean I think it's one of those interesting things where I'm like I I want her to have a great high school experience and have all the you know sports and the friends and the social things and everything i think where it gets hard is like there's a lot of pain in that too and there's a lot of things that
0: were hard for me and
1: she's just my baby sis like i don't want that for her so
0: she is a baby oh. she actually she was a baby. baby when she came and visited us that summer that we were
1: That's together true. That's true. yeah
0: um i was literally just talking about this with a friend um I don't know because that honestly mm. takes you into the zone of parenting and like as a parent sure. are you supposed to put up so many boundaries and rules or are you supposed to put up an adequate amount none you know yeah. and I think I think that if I was in your position you and Phoebe are very close which is huge and I think that's a key component But I think for me, if I had a little sibling, I would just sit them down and share my experience and just kind of leave it be like, Hey, you don't have to do anything from this, but like, this is what happened with me and it all worked out for good. But if it could have happened without all this, that would have been awesome too. So I share what happened with me, take what you want, leave what you want, but I think you would be wise to try to avoid the things that I didn't. And then it's like, yeah. you don't have to feel guilty that you didn't try, but then you also still have their trust because you didn't say, don't do this, don't do that. But you're saying, just like, learn from my mistakes if you want to, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah, Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. that's good advice. Biebs, if you're listening, expect that conversation. <laughs>
0: I I just think like as the youngest of two sisters I wish that they would have done that with me and I don't hold mm. any resentment or anger or anything like that but I think that would have yeah. been a very powerful conversation that definitely would have impacted me 100% yeah. to at least give more thought to the decisions that I made for sure yeah 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 for
1: sure wow for
0: That's
1: sure good.
0: listen so. people If you see people going down a path that you went down that was destructive, you don't have to scream at them. Just share your experience (laughs) and see if they're willing to listen. And that's all you gotta do. Yeah. This is true for your friends too. Especially, dude, say something if your friend's in a crappy relationship. Holy crap. Don't (laughs) sit there and be like, hopefully they do break up. Ha ha. No. Say something and be like, hey, feeling like this might be a bad choice. But anyway. I don't know why that just went to I don't know so anyway Riley this has been literally a dream come true for me there's no one else I like talking to this more about this topic more with than you um because you just get it I hope that people listening who have been looking for people to get it um find comfort in listening to us and know that we get you Um, on Mm. both sides. If you had a horrible experience, if you had a great experience, we get it. And we're all on this journey together and it'll be okay. Um I just I just really don't want this to end, but it has to. So the classic question that we ask at the end of the podcast is what have you been loving lately? As you know, I don't need to tell you that. And so I wish Austin was here because his are always just hilarious. But In typical fashion, I'm gonna let you go first, or sorry, I'm gonna let you go last, and I'm gonna go first. Um, <laughs> falling apart without him. Um, oh, lately, it's okay, it's okay. I've been loving making my oatmeal on the stove, <laughs> mashing up a banana and okay. stirring it together so it all becomes one, you know,
1: yeah, mm-hmm.
0: the word I'm looking for one thing, I guess. Um, yeah. Then when it's kind of thickened, I put it in a bowl and then put peanut butter and chocolate chips on it. And oh, yum. Magical. Magical. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Am I allowed to ask follow-up questions about this?
0: Absolutely.
1: Okay. So so you like you, you like your oatmeal thick or do you add any liquid to it to make it a little bit more runny?
0: <laughs> now, it's not... It's not super thick, so it's kind of runny. Okay. But
1: if I do so like one q thick,
0: yeah, one q thick, not three. Guys, we were working with mm-hmm. three q thick, and I should yeah, say, yeah. it was rough times. But anyway, um, if you know, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, if I my grandparents make it really thick, so I always have to add a little milk in theirs.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and I have another follow-up question for, for your oatmeal.
0: Oh, gosh, what? Is-
1: um, do you scoop your peanut butter on there, or do you drizzle it on there?
0: Now, <laughs> I have not transferred over to the almond butter train, so I'm still your classic PB, okay. and so it's definitely a scoop, which I wish it was more aesthetically pleasing. Yeah.
1: That's okay. That's all right. Thank I'm you. also a traditional PB kind of gal, so I'm, I'm with you on that.
0: Thank goodness. All right. Thanks for, well,
1: thanks for answering my questions.
0: You're welcome. Um, what's up with you as of
1: lately? Um, good question. I have to tell you that I love this segment, and every time I, this is me, this is my, uh, my kiss up answer to keep it PG for the kids. My kiss up answer um, is that I every time I listen to the podcast, I think my only answer would be this question. So I love that you do this. I think it's a really great addition to the cast. Um, this week. I am loving baking, um, which last, last, this past weekend I made scones for yeah. church.
0: They looked so oh, good, good, guys. Holy crap.
1: Yeah. I was very excited about it. I, I need to also set the scene. So as I've, as I've mentioned a couple of times, I'm in um, undisclosed location, which to disclose it, it is North Africa. And <laughs> I have a very strange oven here, which is really just kind of like a toaster oven meets easy bake you kind of double it in size and it's not pink it's gray so that's what you got and it sometimes works and sometimes doesn't so every time I bake something it's like is this gonna work who knows um but I've been really enjoying it and I think what um to hit on you know us both being any gram twos it also hits on my um, love of, of serving and, and hosting other people because giving my baked goods to other people is just there's nothing better than when someone enjoys what you made for them
0: oh my so. gosh no and especially when they're genuine and you're not like how'd you like yeah. it they're just like holy crap this was so good
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's been fun.
0: okay I will be honest so Riley made like chocolate chip scones and like cheddar scones and yeah me can't even fathom a savory, savory scone and you know me i'm a big sweets person so yeah i just have to say i was so upset that i couldn't just like <laughs> get my hands on the chocolate chip scone like that sounds absolutely dreamy to me
1: yeah it was it was good i must say it was good i um the, the recipe was really easy so you can you know make them at home it's a, right. it's a king arthur baking recipe
0: Thank goodness that you just said that. Yeah, Let's, um, we'll probably link that up so everyone can make their own King Arthur scones. You know. Yeah. Um. Listen, I love you so much, and it takes a lot of courage to literally come on here and just air out your emotional dirty laundry that that other people get to hear, but hopefully learn from. I know it's vulnerable for me sure, to that sure. as well. So thank yeah. you for meeting me halfway there, and. Guys, I hope genuinely that this helped you. I hope that you feel encouraged. I hope that maybe this defeated some lies and insecurities that you had been um, internalizing. And with that, have a great week. We'll see you next Friday.
1: (laughs) See you then.